Hi, this is Andrew Kreisberg, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. Supergirl lands at the CW. Melissa Benoist wins an award. And we respond to listener feedback. This is Supergirl Radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the Supergirl TV series that started on CBS and will continue on the CW, as well as the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Carly Lane. And for this episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about Melissa Benoist's Saturn Award, the season two renewal of Supergirl, and all of the news from the CW upfronts. So let's get to the news. Cartoon Network is going to air the DC Superhero Girls special titled Superhero High on May 30th at 8 a.m. So be sure and watch it if you want to get up early or set your DVRs. And we'd like to congratulate Melissa Benoist, who will receive the Saturn Award for Breakthrough Performance for her work on Supergirl. According to SaturnAwards.org, the honor is, quote, an honor embracing new talent end quote, and that Melissa is, quote, one of this generation's brightest talents who is a positive role model to young kids, end quote, with her work on Supergirl. The Saturn Awards will be held in Burbank, California on Wednesday, June 22nd. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a, a very uh, nice award to get. <laughs> I think breakthrough performance is actually very uh, appropriate for Supergirl who <laughs> can actually break through things. Um, but I, I think that's a, an awesome thing for them to say that she's a positive role model to young kids. And, and I, I think that's awesome. So congratulations to Melissa. Well, now we're going to go from some news to some other news and so actually <laughs> some really big news. Uh, Supergirl has been renewed, which is great for Yay! season two. Yay! <laughs> and we'll be flying from CBS to the CW for season two. According to The Hollywood Reporter, quote, the move comes as Warner Brothers Television has been looking for ways to reduce costs on the series, which ranked as CBS's most expensive first-year show. Despite moving production from Los Angeles to Vancouver, where all of the other CW DC Comics shows are filmed, CBS ultimately decided that Supergirl's ratings, even with a reduced licensing fee, did not justify a second season, unquote. But in an interesting twist, according to Deadline.com, Leslie Moonves, who is chief of CBS TV, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, was asked about the decision to move Supergirl. And he said, quote, it's great to own two networks (laughs) and and that, quote, Supergirl fits better on the CW. uh, And also, quote, if they didn't go there, we probably would have taken it back. Deadline goes on to say that talks about Supergirl went on for a month before the agreement for the show's relocation to the CW was made. So now we know why they took so long yeah, to yeah. announce that it was coming back. Cause I guess they were trying to figure out where it was going to go. They were talking it out. And also according to deadline.com, CBS entertainment president, Glenn Geller shared a similar sentiment 
saying, quote, it's a win-win since we co-own the CW, (laughs) unquote, and that, quote, we worked out a great deal. And who would say we wouldn't have picked it up had it not gone to the CW, unquote. So I actually was really surprised by that fact because I just assumed, oh, CBS doesn't want to pay the expense for the budget anymore, so they're going to shove it off to somebody else. But it sounds like it was mostly just kind of a, a branding thing. They they thought Supergirl should go and be with other superheroes in the CW, and it fit the CW brand more than what CBS was going for. So I was actually really surprised by this. Yeah, it's interesting because now I'm wondering how it would have gone ratings-wise if they had if they had aired it on the CW from the beginning. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll never know at this point. Yeah, and we'll 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 have to see. I mean, it, um, given what we know now about how the schedule is going to be um, with Supergirl, basically it's going to be at same the same time airing the same time on Monday nights at eight. Um, so it's basically going to be a DC TV show every day, Monday through. Uh, Thursday. Yeah, that's <laughs> which awesome. Which is kind of awesome. And it makes me really excited that also that Supergirl's on at the same time. So I think that'll be easy for people to follow up on. We will uh, already have that schedule kind of already ingrained in our brains and, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that we don't have to shift our podcasting schedule. So that's nice. So, thank, nice. so thank you for that, uh, CW. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so I think that's 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 good to know that they were actually really thoughtful about this whole deal. Like CBS and the mm-hmm. CW were kind of working together. And I think it's really funny that they kept talking about, oh, we own two networks so we can do whatever we want. <laughs> like that, that must be nice. So that, that's <laughs> kind of a, an interesting kind of behind the scenes look into how these deals get negotiated and, and what happens with pickups and renewals and cancellations and things like that. Since we're kind of talking about budgets and CBS budget versus CW budget, we have an email from Germany asking about them. A listener named Simon wrote in to ask, quote, do you think that Warner TV puts more and more money into its CWDC shows to push them so that Supergirl's effects quality will stay pretty much the same with the move to Vancouver and the license fee not being an issue anymore? We'd love to hear your view on the budget and the future of DC TV on the CW, end quote. <laughs> Yeah, so Carly, what do you think about that? Do you think anything will change in terms of the quality of the special effects for Supergirl? Well, here's what I've heard, and this is also partly thanks to Teresa Justino. Hey, uh, shout out. Pre- yes, past Supergirl radio host and uh, one of my fellow editors at the Mary Sue. Um, she actually wrote a piece about the Supergirl, you know, the move to the CW, and, and made the point which I didn't realize, which is... It's actually less expensive overall for for them to film in Vancouver. Like it costs the, the production costs less. Um, that's why you see a lot of shows that film in Vancouver. Um, like you know, and most of them are CW shows like Supernatural and and Once Upon a Time and and you know the other DC TV shows. So, I mean, we are we probably are going to have a little bit of a budget cut overall, but since it also costs less to film in Vancouver, I have a feeling that it's probably like the overall impact is probably not going to be that noticeable. Yeah, I'm not. That would be my feeling anyway. Yeah, no, I I agree. I don't think we're going to see too much less than what we've Mm -hmm. seen. I mean, if you think, I mean, I I just keep comparing it to The Flash. Like The Flash is on the CW, very successful. Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. they have King Shark and Gorilla Grodd 
and all sorts of crazy effects with the flash's speed and yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. So I don't I don't anticipate seeing a huge drop in effects quality. Although Mm-mm. I mean maybe we might see Martian Manhunter less and Hank Henshaw more. I don't know. But I, I'm not too worried about it. I think it'll I mean, still look good. I mean, given that I don't know, I don't think we've had a ton of like CGI aliens. I don't, I don't remember a lot of them. I think a lot of it from season one of Supergirl was practical effects makeup, and then they kind of supplement. I mean, Martian Manhunter obviously I think is a combination of it, but yeah, I I don't know if it's necessarily going to because I mean we we see a lot of like CG characters like you said, King Shark or Lagrade or like probably the two of the big ones that are you know effects designed, but. I don't, I mean, I don't, I just, I, I like to err on the side of op, cautious optimism. So <laughs> that's a, that's a good that's, take. That's like my default. You know, I, I, I'm going to trust that the show is going to handle it and pay attention to that and be mindful of that kind of thing, you know, because they know, like, they know it's important to the fans. And, and so, and I also, you know, it's the same crew that's handling the CW shows currently that's, they're bringing in Supergirl kind of into their little group now. So. Yeah, and I think the special effects people on Supergirl, while they were on CBS, were still the same folks who mm-hmm. were doing like The Flash, like Armin Kevorkian. I think, I think, I would assume they're going to still stick around for season two and do all the effects. So, I right. don't, I don't think that's going to be much of a problem. And I think you made a good point about how a lot of the effects were practical on CBS, like even. Mm-hmm. Even the wire work and stuff that Melissa right. was having to do, <laughs> which some of it was was more <laughs> a little bit more obvious than others. <laughs> yes, well, that's true. Um, but you know, it's it, or like say like characters like Livewire had a, a minimal CGI in terms of her like powers, but mm-hmm. then like Silver Banshee, all her all her makeup was you know practical. Yep. So when- I think they they did a good job of of not relying too heavily on special effects for season one, not in a way that really I felt like it was distracting or would be a thing where if maybe we had less of it in season two, I would notice it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I think really the big, the big things are Supergirl's powers, which they're probably going to prioritize. Yeah. Um, but I think they find clever ways to get around the need to do it. So I I'm not really too worried about the effects quality for season two. I, I trust that the team that's, you know, that's going to be doing it is keeping all that in mind. And it's, you know, they're always going to find, they're always going to find ways to be innovative about it and not maybe not rely too heavily on computer generated stuff. Yeah. And I think you made a good point about Supergirl's powers. Uh, Cause we saw in a lot of the episodes in season one, we would see her using multiple powers in, in an episode. She might do heat vision and, you know, lift something very heavy or use her, you know, freeze breath, like all in the same episode. And so I kind of wonder if, <laughs> I don't know if it'll be like a Smallville situation where like he'll, you know, like Clark sometimes would only use one power in an episode because of budget <laughs> constraints. So I hope it doesn't get to that point where like we see Supergirl use her heat vision and that's all we see in the episode. Um, but I, I would again liken it to the flash and I think the flash has really high quality. And so I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think we're, we're going to have a super big issue there. Um, and as Carly mentioned, uh, Supergirl is going to air on Monday nights at eight, seven central. We do know that for sure, but we don't know the season two premiere date just yet. So we're going to have to hang on for that information. 
And according to a tweet from David Harewood, Supergirl has a 22-episode order. So that's awesome to hear that that didn't get downgraded. Although I still would have been okay with like a 13-episode second season as long as we got one. But it's nice to know that they'll, they'll get that same kind of treatment that Arrow and The Flash do. We received an email from a listener named Juliet who writes, quote, to be perfectly honest, I am super worried about many aspects and have a lot of concerns that I hope you'll address in the next episode from budget to rumors about a change in the cast, like Callista Flockhart to special effects quality, which is crucial for a show like Supergirl End quote. Well, we already talked a little bit about the budgets and special effect quality. So I think, I think we're, we're going to uh, put our faith in the show and, 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 you know, their ability (laughs) and trust and trust them. Because it's what Supergirl would do. That's right. Um, but since you asked about Callista Flockhart, here's what we know from what has been reported so far. On May 12th, The Hollywood Reporter mentioned that we would continue to see Cat Grant on Supergirl saying that despite Callista Flockhart, quote, being adamant about working in L.A., she has agreed to remain on the series with its move to Vancouver, end quote. But then on May 19th, KryptonSite.com has reported that it didn't sound like negotiations were finished with bringing Callista in for season two, though it does sound like she's wanted to continue for more. However, as far as we're recording right now, we don't know about any decision that has been made yet. Uh, CW President Mark Pedowitz has been quoted as saying, quote, we're in ongoing discussions, unquote, and Quote, we're thrilled that she wants to continue with the show and we're happy to have her in whatever capacity, unquote. Uh, also on May 19th, Deadline.com's Nellie Andreva wrote, quote, I had heard that there was an idea for Flockhart to fly to Vancouver periodically filming scenes for multiple episodes at a time, end quote. I love that everyone is so concerned about Calista Flockhart because I think we all <laughs> share that <laughs> same worry. She's um, like the yeah, she's like the stealth MVP of the show. I think yeah. people were pleasantly surprised by how good she was, and I don't know if people necessarily thought that that was going to be the case. So it's kind of awesome that everybody's like, "When is she coming?" We're, we're on pins and needles. Um, <laughs> but the, the the last thing that it looks like has been reported about this issue. Uh, was on May 23rd, uh, the May 23rd edition of TVLine.com's Ask Oziello, uh, where Michael Oziello uh, addressed Callista Flockhart's season two appearance and, and what that would be. And he wrote, quote, you may lose her for an episode or two or three, since there's no way Callista Flockhart will be moving to Canada full time. But I highly doubt you'll lose her completely, unquote. So it sounds to me I mean, nobody really knows for sure, I don't think, unless unless you're in the, the room negotiating the contract. But it sounds like she will be coming back in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, just we don't know episode count or what she'll be doing. Um, but that is, I mean, you know, you have to think about these actors. They have to physically relocate from Los Angeles to Canada. I mean, they have to go to another country to live for a while. And if Supergirl continues for, you know, you know, if we get season upon season, they'll they'll be in Canada for you know a, a good long time. So that is something that they really will have to consider. So uh, I I just hope they can make it so that Callista's if she is limited in the series, it won't feel like we're missing something. Yeah, I would. I mean, my guess is they she wouldn't be a season regular, but she would be like recurring guest star, um, or they would do the, they would potentially have something where, uh, she would, she would live in Vancouver, like for the duration of filming. And then, you know, 
and then move back or something, or just like temporarily, you know, temporarily stay like as long as she has to film for the, for the season. And then, you know, go back to, you know, cause I mean, I mean, the issue is she has, you know, she has family and, you know, she's married to Harrison Ford as we know, <laughs> but you know, they have, you know, they have kids. And so it's, it's, it's tough to ask somebody to move away from their family for long periods of time. And a lot, a lot of these actors that work, you know, have to work in Vancouver. A lot of them have to kind of up and relocate their families if that's something or work away from their families for long periods right. of time. So that, you know, that's, that's, that's hard for people to do. Um, but it sounds like it, it at least sounds like that she, that she wants to uh, continue with the show. So at this point we don't know, you know, in what form that's going to take, but I, I imagine that it would probably be some kind of recurring role. Yeah, and I was trying to think about, like, what would season two hold for Cat Grant? And we know that by the season finale, Kara has gotten a new position, mm-hmm. and she's not Cat's assistant anymore. So I guess you could kind of work around that to where Kara doesn't need to see Cat all the time. Although I would hate that because Kara and Cat's relationship and their dynamic is one of my favorite parts of the show. But I think maybe you could make it work, although I hope they don't. <laughs> I was I was also kind of laughing to myself because I hope they don't make her kind of the, the new Superman on the show where, like, they talk about her, but they don't show her. Or, you know, I hope Kara's not, you know, on the IM chat with Kat during the day. So, <laughs> so I hope it's nothing like that. But, uh, but it does sound like Kat, or, or it does sound like Callista wants to stay with the show in some capacity. So that's good. At Mar and Real on Twitter shared a similar concern about cast members coming back for season two, asking, quote, is everyone coming back for season two, preferably Kyler Lee and David Harewood, end quote. Uh, if tweets are any indication, it looks like Kyler Lee, Jeremy Jordan, and David Harewood are very excited about season two. And according to Instagram posts, Makad Brooks was present at the CW's upfront. So that plus an interview that he did with Variety.com also seems to be an indicator that he will be coming back for season two. I mean, I can't imagine that they would be tweeting these things or, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, posting videos with fans on Instagram if they didn't already know what was going to be coming. Well, I'm right. It was like, why would you get people's hopes up? It's kind of a terrible thing. None of them seem like cruel people. So yeah, so. I, I, I have a feeling that they're, that they are, they, sh- they are all coming, especially because David Harewood seemed to even know about the episode order right. before any, any news outlets. <laughs> he dropped that info bomb and then like, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. So I, I, I know that's kind of an assumption on our part, but it, I mean, it tweets, can mean things sometimes. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm just going to go on the assumption right now that we we're we're getting all of the cast back, and, except for Callista, who's kind of still working out some things. But uh, so that's good news. So most of our our main cast seems to be ready to go for season two. Well, and speaking of Supergirl's move from Los Angeles to Vancouver and what that means for all the actors, we have an email from Gregory who writes, "quote." Please talk about how you all feel about the show being filmed in Vancouver, where it always rains, as opposed to California, where it can be sunnier, unquote. So, uh, Carly, what do you think about that? Are the elements going to cause a problem? I don't think so. I mean, I mean, you look at the other CW shows that are filmed in Vancouver, and I, well, it's one of those things, too, where I think tonally, 
the shows are different. Like Arrow, obviously, is kind of a, a little bit of a darker show, so they tend to film more a lot at night. And, you know, I think they take advantage of that. The Flash, I mean, I've never really noticed, you know, they, they also, too, rely on a lot of sets that are indoors. So, but even during, like, the outdoor fighting scenes, I've never really noticed like lack of sunlight being a problem. <laughs> um, I don't, I mean, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's going to be an issue. National city, you know, who says it can't rain in national city. True. True. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, I, I don't know if it's supposed to be like a California type, you know, city, but I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Plus we just had a episode or we just had an issue of the Supergirl comic that where it had a rainy scene. So true. True. And their little road trip. A little road trip with the, with the in the rain. So I don't. I, I honestly. I mean, it's one of those things where it's it's funny to me um, when shows like Supernatural film in Vancouver and then they try to make it a replacement for like they're basically implied that they're traveling to other towns and you know that it's just all Vancouver <laughs> you're like how does every town in the United States look exactly the same oh it's because they're in Vancouver but you know Supergirl's not going to be straying really too far outside a national city I would imagine and if she does it's probably going to be popping up on one of the other shows so I don't I, I you know I'm not worried about it yeah, I was laughing because there was a promotional picture from the Flash episode when Katie Cassidy was Black Siren. And one of the, the pictures had like in the background, there was like this huge Canadian flag hanging in the window. <laughs> and I was like, are they going to take that out in the episode? Cause in I, both, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I didn't notice it in the episode. And, right. and maybe Central City. I, don't, I mean, could it be in Canada? I don't know. I'll, I'll have to do some research. <laughs> Maybe that could be see where the see where they have it uh, indicated on some kind of fictional map. Maybe, but you know, maybe it maybe it was a Canadian. Uh, you know, what do they call that? Uh, oh, like a territory or whatever. Or like a um, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? like a not some some sort of ambassador type thing? What do you call that? I'm totally blanking on that. Doesn't matter. Um, but you know, stuff like that can kind of seep in sometimes. So I think that kind of stuff is funny, but, um, my concerns in regards to the move to Vancouver are not necessarily about the rain, but I do think the temperature could be uh, a factor. Uh, it's very cold up there. I I've seen set pics from, you know, Arrow and Once Upon a Time and the actors just, you know, God love them. They look so cold um, all the time and they have to take, you know, extra precautions to warm their hands or put things inside their wardrobe to kind of keep them warm. So I I think, you know, all the shows up there uh, from the CW, you know, they've been doing that for a while. They're, you know, the old cliche, you know, they're a well-oiled machine. So I think that they will already kind of know what to do with that. But, you know, Supergirl, her costume, it's, it's going to get cold up there <laughs> when it gets time to fly and do things like that. So uh, I think they, they're just going to have to make uh, extra precautions to uh, deal with the cold. And another thing that I thought might be an issue with Vancouver and something I'm going to really have to stop myself from looking into is that there are a lot of set pictures that pop up out of those shows from Vancouver. A lot of 
spoilery things that happen. So I think if you're you're somebody like me who tries to kind of avoid spoilers, if at all possible, that's going to be much harder to do because the paparazzi up in Vancouver doesn't seem to care. Like they will take pictures. <laughs> they will, you know, spoiler alert for Arrow, they will take pictures of Black Canary's grave, you know, <laughs> a month before the episode uh, airs. Terrible. Um, so just be aware of that uh, come season two. Some of that stuff will probably pop up on the internet. So those are the kind of concerns I have with Vancouver. But I think, I mean, I think it'll be fine other than that. We received uh, some questions about how Supergirl could be incorporated into the CW universe. The first one comes from Doug, who asks, quote, with the move, do you think, do you guys think they will pick up where CBS left off? Or do you think they will do some kind of reboot? End quote. Uh, We also got a similar question from Chris, who writes, quote, do you think they will pick up from the cliffhanger finale with the pod they gave us at CBS or pretend it didn't happen while they are readjusting the show with the Titan budget, end quote. So what do you think, Carly? I don't know. I don't know why they would reboot it. I just feel like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I see no, no reason for them to reboot it just because they have to, to adjust the show. Um, they maybe they might have to change some narrative things in terms of a storyline, but I don't, I don't, I can't imagine that it would impact. They'd be like, Oh no, we're going to hit the reset button and start over and pretend like season one didn't happen. I, I, you know, I mean, I think the only difference is really, it's going to be how it kind of ties into, uh, how it could potentially cross with the other shows. Cause that's probably going to be a little, a little bit easier now. Um, but they've already established that Supergirl's on a different Earth. So, you know, I don't know. I'm, I, it's one of those things where I'm like, I, I, I mean, it didn't even occur to me that they would do that. So I, I, I can't imagine that they would, that they would just say, no, we're going we're gonna to start from scratch. Yeah, I think it's an interesting question, but I'm with you. I would just assume that they would move to the CW and they would pick up with that pod and tell us mm-hmm. who's in there and just get going into season two. So I don't have any worries about any kind of reboot of any kind. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I feel like they would. I, I don't think they would do that. I mean, from a from a respect of the fans standpoint, too, like the fact that, you know, they want people to follow you know i mean i'm sure i'm sure there are plenty of fans of supergirl that are fans of the other cw shows anyway you know the dc tv shows but i'm sure that in you know in trying to get people to kind of follow them to another network they wouldn't be like oh yeah we're gonna just you know we're gonna completely change everything (laughs) (laughs) remember that whole storyline with myriad gone yeah remember when remember Kara and 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 james having a thing yeah that doesn't happen anymore (laughs) yeah i don't think we're gonna have to worry about that that. would make people very sad i think well speaking of supergirl kind of merging in with the cw universe on twitter at patrick lee 6669 suggested that quote they need to merge the flaro and super universes maybe through vandal Savage mucking up history and the worlds, unquote. So uh, do you have any opinion on that, Carly? Do you think Vandal Savage will come into play? Maybe not Vandal, but it could be that could be a way for the Legends crew to, you know, because we know they can travel through time. So I don't know if it's if if in, in the time travel, there's a way to, you know, have some kind of like 
world jump. <laughs> create an alternate um, universe or something. Create an al- yeah, I feel like that would be kind of cool, though. You know, they do something and then and then Kara shows up on Legends, like, but it's alternate Kara. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Like, that would be a way for her to cross over on Legends that would be fun. Or, or you know, there could be other... M- supporting characters from Supergirl that show up on the other shows. I mean, yeah. they do it all the time. They do it all the time existing. You know, they have like Cisco just like pop up on, you know, on Arrow and you're like, oh, okay. It's like, why not, you know, Alex or, or James or Wynn? I would actually so, love that. Yeah. That's, but that's my, those are my, my suggestions, which I'm sure are being, you know, tossed around the writer's room. <laughs> right now. Right now, it's happening. <laughs> uh, a listener named Ricard wrote in suggesting this way of bringing Supergirl into the CW universe, saying, quote, having Supergirl exist in a different universe made sense when it was on CBS, but now if they want to do crossovers, it's going to be a problem. One rumor that I have heard that would solve all of these problems is that they are going to introduce the Earth-1 version of Kara and have her be the main character with a new cast in a new city. I really, really hope this will not happen, end quote. Yeah, I don't know about that. I I don't think we're we're gonna see any kind of. I I don't think the the way they're going to merge the universes is going to kind of erase the Kara or the Supergirl that we've seen. Um, but we could we could you know start to see other Karas from within the multiverse if they wanted to do that. Um, I personally started wondering because I, I saw a suggestion from someone on Facebook. Sometimes Facebook has its advantages. Uh, a friend of mine suggested that uh, maybe, you know, on The Flash, Cisco's been having these vibes. And I should mention uh, we're recording this like while The Flash season two finale is happening. <laughs> it's like halfway over right now. <laughs> so we have no idea what is happening on The Flash right now. But uh, someone had suggested on my Facebook that maybe Cisco, you know, he's having these vibes of this like Earth 2 collapse. And so I was, uh, and they said, well, maybe that's how, you know, the Earths merge together is that there's a collapse in the multiverse. And I, I would buy that. I mean, I don't know yeah, why they couldn't yeah. do it. I mean, they would. It would probably end up being. It'd be interesting to see if the collapse of the Earths and the multiverse means while we lose, we might lose, uh, like Earth two versions of characters from the Flash. Like maybe what? Maybe somehow it's like whatever. Whoever the dominant uh, version is, you know, survives or whatever. So maybe like we get Supergirl, but then we lose, you know, Earth two. I don't know of somebody I, else. Part of part of me would not like that because I do enjoy. Yeah, Earth too. I, I, I know. I, I, like I know Earth too a lot. I know. I don't know, but that would be that would be my. I mean, I would say that would make the most sense uh, at, from a storytelling point of view yeah. to combine them if the two kind of merged in. Yeah, it but, could, it could be kind of like uh, the TV version of of a crisis, but you know. I'm sort of weary of saying crisis because <laughs> crisis on infinite earths, the flash and Supergirl die. So we're not going to talk about that. Um, but yeah, there's all sorts of ways they could do it. Well, we received an email from a listener named Derek who writes, quote, do you, th- do you think that there will be more the flash legends of tomorrow and arrow crossovers since they are going to the CW unquote? <laughs> uh, well, that's an excellent question. And we have uh, an answer about that in some regards. Uh, well, according to EW.com, 
Uh, Mark Pedowitz uh, is quoted as saying, quote, just imagine what our superhero crossover episode is going to look like come December, unquote, calling the event their biggest one ever. And then he made it official during the CW's upfront presentation by saying, quote, next season Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and now Supergirl will join forces in our annual crossover event, unquote. Yay! Yeah, so this <laughs> I'm so excited. going to be huge. He's not even kidding about the biggest crossover ever. This might be the biggest crossover on television ever. Um, yeah. I mean, I've seen other shows crossover with each other before, like, you know, I mean, soap operas used to do it. You'd have, mm-hmm. like, characters from One Life to Live go over to All My Children, and they even do that on the C- – I'm such a soap opera nerd. They do it on the CBS soap operas, too, where they'll have the Young and the Restless characters go over to, like, The Bold and the Beautiful. So I've seen those kinds of crossovers. But to have, I mean, four shows, that's yeah. that's going to be crazy awesome. And hopefully we'll get to see, you know, some awesome hero action with them teaming up. So uh, what do you, what do you think about that? I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) It's really like, well, and I, I jokingly said uh, on Twitter that if they don't do a crossover musical episode that I will riot um, (laughs) just because there's so much musical talent across these four casts. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't know who it is, but there's a fan that has compiled videos on YouTube of cast members of, at least, as far as I know, at least Supergirl and The Flash, like, singing in, from other shows. And I'm like, dang, there's so many, like, amazing talents, and, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that would be my dream, is if there was, like, a musical crossover, which probably won't happen. There just needs to be a musical episode at some point. Um, I don't know why yeah. it couldn't happen. We have not seen the Music Meister yet. So I, I say Music Meister for season three, make it happen. That, yeah. That would be a really fun episode. Right? Oh, man, that would be so much fun. It would be <laughs> so much fun. And it's it's one of those things where, you know, we haven't seen very many musical episodes. I mean, Buffy did it really well. Uh, Grey's Anatomy, I thought, did it really well because they, it wasn't, you know, Buffy had the original music from Joss Whedon, but then right. Grey's Anatomy actually used songs from the soundtrack of the show and had, and it was it was framed. I don't know if, if you watched the episode. I have not. Uh, which Kyler Lee was in when oh. she, back when she was on Grey's Anatomy. So she sings in it. Um, basically, it's framed as there's a character who is in a car accident and she's, it's kind of like her, she's like hallucinating it um, that people are singing. So it's like, it's a, you know, it's a way to kind of justify like why people are breaking out into song. Um, but they did a good job of, of incorporating them, finding a way to incorporate the music that made sense. Um, but yeah, I would say if they, if they kind of framed it in the context of like the music meister shows up and starts making trouble yeah, that would and make- people have to like sing their feelings. <laughs> I feel like that would be really fun. Cause that's, I mean, it was kind of the Buffy, yeah. uh, the, the reason that it was on Buffy was the demon that showed up and made and basically forced people to sing and dance. Uh, you know, that was his like, way of creating chaos basically because like while people were singing like (laughs) nothing was getting done (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i mean i i i would be totally psyched for that that's my that's my dream yeah well i'm i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff like i'll i'll take it even if you don't have a justification for it like one (laughs) one one of the best episodes of 30 rock is an episode called episode 210 and it has a bunch of singing in there and the the joke is that they all sing 
midnight train to Georgia. I was going to say, is that the the midnight train to Georgia? (laughs) And then they have Gladys Knight on the episode, but she's not singing. Like, that's the joke. So um, I, and, and there's no reason really why any of them are singing, really. I mean, they're just doing it and it makes no sense, but it's awesome. So I, I can go with a justification or without, I'm not going to complain about it. Um, <laughs> but as long as we're pitching ideas for this big crossover, my pitch would be to have kind of a, like a mostly lady centric crossover at this time, because the, yes. the, the previous... <laughs> The previous two crossovers with Arrow and the Flash have been mostly kind of Barry and so Oliver's. dude heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like their bromance, you know. Sometimes, so I I would love to see them utilize more of the female characters because I was kind of disappointed when they would do a cro- a crossover and maybe Iris didn't have a lot to do. So I think it would be fun if you could, you know, I mean, because all these shows you got Supergirl, you got Alex, you got. Uh, Vixen popped up, Hawk Girl, White Canary, Iris, Caitlin, you know, slash Killer Frost, even if you want to do a Killer Frost in the episode. Um, we've got Speedy, we've got Jesse Quick now. So I just think they could do more with the female characters and that would be really fun. So uh, I, I think, I mean, the sky's the limit now with this big crossover. It just depends on who's showing up, what, you know, who the bad guy is, what they need to, uh, you know, achieve in the episode. Uh, but it should be awesome either way. So it sounds like we can look forward to that in December. We have a Twitter question from at Texan teacher 007, who tweeted, quote, a little worried if the family friendliness of Supergirl will change moving to the CW, end quote. And we got a similar concern from Mark, who wrote us an email explaining how his 12-year-old nieces watch the show with their parents. And Mark writes, quote, if you look at the way the show was constructed, it was definitely aimed at families. The closest thing to a sexual encounter all season was that bit with <laughs> Wen and Siobhan in the closet. And Kara's love life was <laughs> decidedly middle school. You know, the romantic high point of her season was her kissing her crush. So I'm pretty sure the producers were deliberately targeting families with kids ages 9 to 14. Unfortunately, families with kids aren't really the CW's sweet spot. They've long focused on women ages 18 to 35, and while they're desperately trying to draw more male viewers, they haven't really looked, so far as I know, at moving too far beyond that age range. So I'm concerned that they're going to push more mature content or (laughs) shipper bait, if you want to call it that, into the show to attract their their core audience and potentially turn the show into something that either the kids won't want to watch with their parents or that their parents might decide is no longer suitable for the kids, unquote. Uh, Mark Pedowitz actually addressed this in an EW.com article when he said, quote, we're sitting down with Greg Berlanti and his team next week or so. We have a rough idea where they're heading. And because our working rela- because of our working relationship with Greg, we're confident that they understand what our needs are. As for the tone or the tonality of the series, they did have a pretty successful series. The fact it's now moved to the CW where it should have been in the first place, I don't think it will have a big impact on the tone, end quote. Listen to Mark Pedowitz, where it should have been in the first place. Um, Right. (laughs) (laughs) um, And Melissa Benoist also uh, addressed this question. Uh, Melissa told Variety.com, quote, shifting to a different network shouldn't have a big impact on the tone of the series. I do know we'll have the chance to maybe linger on stories that worked so well last season or stories from the comic books and stories that stay true to the mythology. So hopefully we can marinate and spend more time on things like that, unquote. 
And with the move to the CW, Makad Brooks anticipates more time in the gym. <laughs> he told Variety, he told Variety.com, quote, I'm going to miss pizza. Everyone always has their shirt off on the CW. When I heard it got picked up on the CW, I was like, I better get in shape right now. I can't <laughs> imagine it wouldn't be sexier, end quote. <laughs> so what do you think about that, Carly? Do you do you think that there's gonna be like a dramatic shift into a more like a sexier show? No. Because I mean, look at look at the Flash. I would say the Flash, in terms of how it portrays romance and relationships, is pretty tame. If any, if any of the shows is a little bit maybe sexier, I would say Arrow. Yeah, I, would I mean, agree. we've seen we've seen like quote unquote sex scenes um, on Arrow, like especially early in in this in the show. But I don't. I honestly don't envision any kind of shift in tone, really, especially in like stuff that's going to be appropriate for kids. Um, when, like I said, looking at the flash, I, I don't think there's really anything objectionable on that show aside from maybe say like some scary mo. I would say zoom is a little terrifying for kids, um, as a bad guy, but in terms of maybe say adult content, I, I, you know, I don't think there's anything on that show that would be inappropriate. So I would imagine they're probably going to stick pretty close to, what the flash, you know, how the flash is, which is, you know, what they're, what, what it's closer in tone to anyway. So yeah, that's my, that's my guess is you're, it's, you're really not going to see that much change. Maybe Makad Brooks with a shirt off more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I would, I would agree. I think it's going to be tonally more like the flash than with arrow. And even with arrow, like it had been a while since Stephen Amell had done some shirtless scenes. Like he did it pretty often early on in the series but then they kind of backed away from that so I, d- I don't know that I anticipate a lot of sex scenes or shirtless macad um, <laughs> you know in 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 the future of the show I mean it could happen but I, I don't know that it's going to be a drastic change and you know good for macad Brooks going and you know uh seeking health and wellness and and hitting the gym <laughs> that's good for you so no, yeah. ma- no matter what network on, you're on I I'm I'm proud that you're doing that macad mm-hmm. um and if anything I hope that the show being on the CW kind of pushes the show to take uh more risks with uh, with their villains or with the stakes I kind of would love to see the show do that because I think with The Flash, The Flash does a really good job of kind of raising the stakes and and making it really difficult for Barry and and having, you know, more of an emotional time. And I think that's something Mm -hmm. I would like to see with Supergirl is her having to really kind of have some more grit and determination to to get things done. So that's that's kind of how I see things going. Right. And also the fact that it's going to stay in the same time slot. Like, I mean, I can't imagine that anything's going to get like super inappropriate at eight o'clock on a Monday night. <laughs> it's so funny because Gotham airs Monday nights at eight o'clock in the same time slot as Supergirl. And it's so funny. I always, every time I watch Gotham, I'm like, how do they get away with some of this stuff? Like they blew somebody up with a, um, Oh, what do you call that? Uh, not a torpedo as a bazooka gun. Uh-huh. And then they like poke, they poke people's eyeballs out all the time. I'm Ooh, like, how, that's not good. how do you, <laughs> How are you guys getting away with this at the eight o'clock hour? It's crazy. But that's the kind of show Gotham is. Right, right. You kind of know that going in. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I, 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 I agree with you though. I think it's probably going to stay. Uh, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna be like, you know, tone buddies with the Flash. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But which is, but which I also think that that I think I like about the Flash is 
like you said, they, they raise the stakes. They have a lot of good, really emotional moments. Also something I think Supergirl does really well. So again, like what you said, <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the, you know, them being on the CW basically gives them the freedom to feel like they can, they can tap into that, you yeah, know, yeah. a little bit more. So well, and speaking of the CW, um, they have already sort of started making the transition official for Supergirl by adding a Supergirl page to their website. And you can find that by visiting www.cwtv.com shows slash Supergirl. Um, there's not much up there right now. It's just a, a couple of videos, but they did release a Supergirl teaser video on the day of their upfronts. Do you not know who I am? Should I? What about the Green Arrow? Black Canary, Firestorm, Adam? Sorry. And you can keep up, Girl of Steel? <laughs> Supergirl, all new this fall, only on The CW. They use the scene from the, the Super Flash uh, crossover where he asks her, like, the character if she knows any of the of of the superheroes from his world yeah so that was cool but then i was but then i was a little bit like sad because they referenced black canary and i was like mm. i know don't 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 put <laughs> but it then out. i'm like but then i'm like was is there a reason that they did that like because mm. they could have just edited around her i don't know i don't know i'm 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 I, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe I, maybe it was an afterthought. I don't know. Yeah, that I actually had the same thought because that because they could have cut her out. Yeah. yeah, that what that was part of the crossover episode, the world's finest episode, where he's kind of trying to figure out where he is um, on mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. Supergirl's Earth, and they definitely could have edited edited Black Canary out of that, and it did sort of make me sad. I was like, why would you put her in there? If you don't, you know, have any intention of having her on any of the shows, and then I got kind of irate and I had to back away from it for a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I did think that was interesting. But it, yeah, you know, I guess it's part of the the legacy of these shows to kind of honor some of those characters. That's true. So I, I appreciate yeah. it. If I, if I, if I step back for a little bit and kind of look at it that mm-hmm. way, um, I'll, I'll just right. choose to to see it as a, a way of honoring her memory. <laughs> Um, Plus, we've saw her Earth Two version, so she hasn't. You know, she's kind of been around in the, in some capacity. Right, right. So, um, so, but but it was kind of neat to think. Oh well, Supergirl's heard of these people now, and eventually she's maybe going to get to meet some of them. So there's mm-hmm. there's always you know the potential of you know how fun it will be if Melissa Benoist gets to be in a scene with Brandon Routh that would be really cool. I was gonna say I know I was gonna say I know because I loved his I loved his I loved him as Superman so I feel like that would be kind of fun to do like you know it's like we've been seeing where we had the episode we've had some episodes on Supergirl where we had three Supergirls you know we yeah. had Helen Slater and and and. Uh, Laura Vandervoort and Melissa. So like they, it'd be fun to have, you know, her in the scene with Brandon Routh. Cause it's kind of like, you know, all the super, the super actors uh, that have played different, different incarnations of the character in the past. So what? that would be, that's fun. What? Or like a scene with Brandon Routh and, um, uh, uh, Dean Kane. Dean Kane or Helen Slater. I was even going to put out, they should bring Indigo back. And have Laura Vanderbilt yeah. show up. So they, I mean, they they do such have, a good job. Have of, Tom Welling, have Tom Welling play like a new character. He needs to come back to do a like superhero show. Yeah, not not full time, but I want it. I feel like he needs to do like have a fun guest appearance on a show. 
Yeah, I, I know a lot of people have thrown his name out there. It, it sounded like the last interview that I saw of him talking about this, it seemed like he might be open to it. Maybe not playing Superman yeah. or a Clark Kent. No, but, no. But playing yeah. some other character. So I, you know, hopefully they'll they'll get a chance to to bring him him in, especially now that they're on the CW, yeah. um, which aired Smallville for so many years. So mm-hmm. um, I think they do a good job of kind of honoring the, you know, all the different legacies uh, of the right. act- of the actors, not even just like characters like Black Canary, like they honor the, you know, I mean, you see with John Wesley Ship on the Flash, so uh, I right, think I think right. they can do all sorts of combinations now. Yeah, plus it was, you know, it's kind of like they, I mean, it started on Smallville because they would bring in, you know, I mean, they had Christopher Reeve do some episodes as a different character, so that was kind of a fun little, you know, a little uh, uh, tribute. Um, and you got to, but yeah, I think it would just be ridiculously fun to have to bring in past, you know, actors from the Superman canon and have them do like, you know, do like little scenes together that (laughs) I'm always fun too. And they like, when they kind of make silly references for like the fans. So if they had like Tom Welling show up in a crossover episode and had him, and they had him make some like, you know, some, some some sort of wink reference to Smallville. Right. (laughs) It would just be fun. Like, you know, I, I I get a kick out of that. Like Dean Kane saying he knows everything about Superman. Right. Yeah. They're 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 not afraid to 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 work those things in. But yeah, it's It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's good to see that the CW has already kind of embraced Supergirl as theirs and uh we we haven't seen any kind of change with like social media yet, but I anticipate that will that will maybe come this summer. Um I don't know if like the CBS Supergirl Twitter handle is just going to kind of go to the CW now and they're going to keep that like I don't know how that's going to work um we'll we'll keep our eye out on that but it's nice to see that the CW is like okay we're going to apply our look to these promos now and you know our our artwork like some of that looked a little different than the way CBS had been doing it so uh, it's nice to see that they've kind of you know she's ours now yeah (laughs) I, I loved the new uh the new image the one where she's like flying right at the camera yeah so that's like it's so cool yeah so we'll we'll get to see more of how the cw it's interesting because back when cbs first sort of launched supergirl they talked about how the cbs people had met with the cw to kind of ask them hey so how do you do these superhero shows like can you help us understand how to promote this so cbs i thought did a fairly good job with that Um, but the cw kind of has this stuff down pat so it'll be interesting to see even if the promotional materials are are any different for the show in the second season well i think that's going to do it for our discussion about the renewal and all the stuff that went down with the cw upfronts if you want to contact supergirl radio you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com you can post a comment on our website supergirlradio.com you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter and instagram all at supergirl radio we have become a literal supergirl radio on spotify so check out our playlist there And you can also listen to us on Google Play. And if you ever have questions about where these links are and how to get to these places, they're all on supergirlradio.com on the right side of the screen. So you can click on uh, those links if you need to. We are available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you have time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review. And we are part of the DC TV podcast circle. So if you like Gotham, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and the DC movies, subscribe to our DC TV podcast mega feed. And follow at DCTV Podcasts on Twitter and like DCTV Podcasts on Facebook. 
And definitely be following us on Twitter and Facebook, especially the DCTV podcast accounts. Uh, I can't. I think we, it's safe to say we can mention that we're going to do another charity event this year, uh, like we did last year. That was very successful, and uh, we met our goal financially, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I think even the listeners had a good time in those chat rooms. So we're going to do something similar to that this time, and uh, so we would love it if people uh, were able to participate. And it's going to incorporate all of our shows, and and so if you like all of our podcasts, we're we're going to have. Uh, people represented from those shows um, for our kind of live podcast marathon for that. So just uh, stay tuned to those uh, Twitter and Facebook uh, accounts, and we'll post that information there. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid, as per the usual, at D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. And you can check out videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. Um, I've also done some recent podcast appearances uh i was on the i was and i I got a shout out to my people uh the flash podcast uh had me on to talk about the season two episode of the flash called invincible and uh i was on the man of screen podcast with mike zumo and our friend of supergirl radio bob fisher good old bob fisher to talk about supergirl's role and usage on supergirl so if you're interested in that go over to the man of screen podcast And since they were kind enough to give Supergirl Radio a shout out on their show, uh, I'm going to tell you guys about uh, the Suicide Squad cast. Um, If you're into the Suicide Squad and the DCEU, check out their podcast. They do a great job over there. And uh, you can find those guys um, on iTunes. And they even did an episode on the Supergirl Flash crossover. So definitely check them out. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Carly Lane. I recently recorded uh, on a an episode of a podcast that's not out yet, but it will be. Uh, it's called it's called the Televoid, and it's uh, it's hosted by two of my good friends, Latoya and Mora, where basically they watch terrible episodes of TV and, <laughs> and talk about them. That's amazing. Um, so that's yeah, so that's fun. We talked about the unaired uh, Poe pilot, which was uh, basically a police procedural starring Edgar Allan Poe as a consultant for. Uh, the Boston PD uh, and starred uh, Natalie Dormer and Leslie Odom Jr. from Hamilton. <laughs> oh my, I would totally watch that show. That sounds like a crazy yeah. kind of a show that would pique my interest. So I'll have uh, to check it it's, out. It, it's so bad, it's good. Um, yeah, it was, it would have been a show that would have, if it had been picked up, it would have been picked up the same year as Once Upon a Time. Just oh, to give you like a little a little perspective, it was in that like pilot season. Interesting. Um, so yeah, that not out yet, but it's coming out. So you, but you should still check out all their other episodes. I've done other episodes for them. Uh, uh, one of the ones we did was about uh, the TV show John Doe, which starred Dominic Purcell, who's now on Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So yeah, it's fun, but. Yes, mostly on Twitter, and uh, I usually share all of my writing and, and things there, and I also am weekend editor at The Mary Sue. Well, that's awesome. So until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. And I'm still Carly Lane. And no matter what network airs Supergirl, we're just excited to podcast about the show for another season. 